You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Welcome to Woman Power Zone. In today's episode, we talk about the energy of eclipses and the cycle that we are in now. Need an energy report? Stay tuned. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Has the background energy of your life felt intense recently? Have you experienced an unearthing of secrets, hidden information, or have repressed emotions broken free from your subconscious. In the past few weeks, we've had a solar eclipse and a lunar eclipse. And I want to talk with you about those energies. The solar eclipse was on April 20th, and the lunar eclipse was May 5th. By their nature, as astrologer Susan Miller says, the nature of eclipses is to keep you on your toes and show you how important it is to accept truth when it is presented to you. Apparently, the eclipse on Friday, May 5th, was also conjunct Uranus, and Uranus is the planet of surprise, shock, and breakthroughs or changes. If that happened on May 5th, why am I discussing it afterwards? Apparently, the energy of both of these eclipses will carry forward, and depending on who you talk to, it could be for a month or it could be up to six months, depending on the astrologer. And some people say that the energy from one set of eclipses moves until you hit the next set of eclipses, and that's going to be in October. So I thought it would be helpful for you to get an energy report so you could be conscious and aware of what's happening, so you can interpret it and incorporate it into your life. All right, so let's talk about the energy that eclipses bring in general. So if you've been feeling stuck in an area of your life but are unwilling or unable to do anything about it, Eclipses can move mountains to end that toxic relationship, get that paperwork approved, or help you get a situation resolved. As Susan Miller says, eclipses are on a mission to produce results and move you forward. The entire universe always moves towards strength. So are you in a career that's not working for you and you haven't done anything about it? Suddenly that job opportunity ends? Okay, well, that's eclipse energy. Are you interacting with a group of friends and it really hasn't been healthy? And maybe someone gets in a fight on social media and there's an explosion of upset and everyone decides they're not going to be friends anymore? That's eclipse energy. It may seem bad at the time, but I call those apparently negative experiences. And remember that sometimes stuff that seems negative at the time can actually lead to breakthrough. And I want you to keep that in mind during this time. Do you or does someone around you have a secret? It might be exposed, so be prepared for that. And is there a behavior, a belief, or an emotion that you're unconscious of? Well, considering that only 7 to 13% of our awareness is conscious and the rest is unconscious, it wouldn't be surprising if something comes to light during eclipse season. Hey everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, 
please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. So eclipses are also in an astrological series like Taurus Scorpio, and that's what's happening now. So that means that the energy of those signs will inform the eclipse's energy. So it's helpful for you to look at your own astrological chart to find which planets are in Taurus and in Scorpio, and also which houses those planets are in. Think of eclipses as being a spotlight that's switched on and shines on wherever Taurus and Scorpio are in your chart, at least for this set right now. When we get into another set of eclipses, which will have different planetary energies, that energy of those planets will affect you in a different way than this set of eclipses. So I'm going to talk about the 12 houses quickly, and each house represents something in your life. I'll make it brief, but here's a quick summary of the houses. And there's a lot of information on the internet. I actually got this summary from Wikipedia, which is really helpful, actually. And they have a more elaborate summarization of the houses on there. I'm just giving you the quick version because we're doing a pod today. So the first house is a house of self. That relates to how you physically look and appear and present yourself to the world. The second house is the house of value. That relates to your personal possessions and your finances. Your own money, not other people's money. That's related to the eighth house. So how you earn money, your savings, that kind of stuff. The third house is the house of sharing. That relates to communication and also relates to siblings. And not to make things complicated, but so different planets have exalted states and unexalted states. So like, for instance, Mercury is the planet of communication. So if you had Mercury in your third house, that would enhance your communications, especially with people close to you, like your siblings. All right. The fourth house of home and family relates to how you experience where you live, the environment, how you relate to your family members. The fifth house is the house of pleasure, but that's everything from creativity, romance, and interestingly, it can affect uh, other relationships too, not just romantic ones. The sixth house is the house of health, and that relates to like your physical well-being, any issues or challenges with that, but it also relates to your work situation that relates to your environment, work expenses, all kinds of stuff related to work. The seventh house is the house of balance. That relates to partnerships and marriage. It's interesting that the house of balance would be partnerships and marriage because there is a balance between two people when you're having that experience, right? The eighth house is the house of transformation, and that relates to other people's money, like getting out a grant or a loan. That relates to shared resources, and it also relates to transformation. The ninth house of purpose relates to higher education and travel. I think this is an interesting house because this can also be culture, expansion, law and ethics. It could be your belief systems or your experience through exploration or long-term things, which I think is also interesting. The 10th house is a house of enterprise. That's your career, your public image. That's also your ambitions, motivations. All right. And the 11th house 
is a house of blessings. And this is benefits from efforts. The tarot card, the chariot, looks back at all the hard work you've done and what you've accomplished. That's that's in um, tarot. That's the chariot card. Okay. And that is the 11th house. It's also your relationships through social networks and your friendships. So the house of blessings. The 12th house is a house of sacrifice. That's representing spirituality, subconscious patterns. It's also... For some people, privacy or a need to seclude themselves or go on a retreat. Sometimes it's intuition. Sometimes it's abundance. Sometimes it's addictions. Could be healing, cleansing, or it could be forgiveness and peacefulness. So you could go on Wikipedia. You could look up these houses in more detail and get more information. But that's the summarization. So when a planet is in a particular house, the energy that this planet brings will influence that house. Now that's information about your chart. But the thing is, if you have an eclipse in a particular sign, it's going to intensify whatever that sign is. So we're going to go on a break, but when we come back, I'm going to give you some more information on this specific eclipse. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. And we are back. So Friday, May 5th was a wild and woolly day for you. That's understandable. Something may have come to the forefront that you are not expecting. The eclipse was a lunar eclipse, so things may have been emotional. Eclipses often bring conclusions to things. You may have been tested to let go of control and be calm, practical, or at peace when things did not go to plan. Mercury, the planet of communication, and Pluto, the planet of spirituality, karma, secrets, and the subconscious are both retrograde right now, so their energies or giving us a review of a lesson related to the houses that they are in in our birth charts along with this eclipse. So if you see where Mercury is in your chart, you see where Pluto is in your chart, look at the houses that they're in, and that shows you, okay, retrogrades are a review. Okay, I have Mercury in my house of siblings and communication. So for me, I'm going to be reviewing whatever that means. And Pluto's in my 12th house of spirituality. So I'm looking at the need to retreat or to meditate or to develop my spirituality or my relationship with my spirit guides. I'm trying to give you some examples, okay? So the energy of the eclipses will also affect whatever's going on in your current chart. So again, those eclipses bring things out that were secret, hidden, or you were unaware of them. And the energy of eclipses can show up one month before the eclipse for about 10% of the people at the time of the eclipse or up to one month, depending on, or even six months. 
depending on who you talk to. If you have gaps in your education, fill them. If you have a weakness in your character, it could be exposed. If you need to grow, you will be given opportunities to grow. And they may not always be pleasant. Sometimes that happens during eclipses, especially when we have Uranus in the mix, which is unexpected surprises or change. So how do you work harmoniously with this energy? Okay, breathe first of all. (sighs) Okay, things could get frustrating, embarrassing, or your ego could be taken down a few notches as whatever it is that you're hiding or whatever you're doing that is not working is exposed. Now, of course, this applies to everybody. So everyone's going through this at the same time. So if it's not your secrets, it could be someone else's. If it's not your embarrassment, it could be someone else's. If it's an area where someone has not been doing what they should be doing and it comes to light, that could be your issue or it could be someone else's. So take ownership of your flaws, your gap areas, and your poor performance. Just own it. Make a plan to address it and communicate that to others, especially people who've been hurt or affected by you. And again, I mentioned that this eclipse series affects everyone. So if it's not your flaws, your gap areas, or your poor performance, maybe it's someone around you that said you had poor performance, it could be their issue. So you're going to have to be patient with yourself and with other people because it's possible the things that are coming up are other people's. <laughs> but be grateful for the reveal of any issues that come up in the next six months. Revealing issues is important. Revealing what is hidden gives you what I call spiritual mileage. We need that push forward that eclipses give us to address our karma And that energy gives us opportunities to clear it. If insecurities are exposed, bad behavior comes to light, it helps you reassess what you are doing and make positive changes. So it's not all bad, okay? Just remember, breathe, take ownership. Also be kind and compassionate toward others because they're going through the same thing you are. Be grateful for the reveal and make positive changes. So that's a positive set of approaches that you could have toward eclipses. As a side note, depending on which type of astrology you study, some say the first eclipse in April was in Aries and others say it was in Taurus. Depends on which part of the world you are in and which type of astrology you study. And I just wanted you to know that. So a couple of people I listed in the show notes who are excellent astrologers are Susan Miller. I love her. I've been listening to her show or reading her stuff for years. She has an app it says AZ on it for Astrology Zone. She has a website. You can read her horoscopes for free, or you could get a horoscope done by her, or you could become a premium member and get her article, How to Deal with Eclipses. And I also love listening to Anne Louise Holland's podcast, and she has two shows on the Aries Eclipse, which she calls Aries instead of Taurus, and the Scorpio Eclipse, and she has a report on what's going on in the first two months of May, and then she'll do the end of the month for May. So I'd recommend that you listen to her podcast also. She's also terrific. All right. So just summing up today's show, with the energy of the sun being in Taurus conjunct with the disruptive of energy of Uranus, expect change, forward movement, a reveal of something secret or subconscious, and an end or conclusion of things. Change is good. 
So I hope you enjoyed the energy report. Thank you for joining me today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. See you next time. Are you experiencing overwhelm, frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? Well, contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.